Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we start a new week, we're going to look at some uh, verses again from the uh, one-year Bible reading that Mark and I do in the mornings. And so today I was just um, really taken by Psalm 77, and I thought, I think a lot of us can relate to this psalm. So I want to read just a, a part of it, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. So in Psalm 77, jumping in in verse 2, the psalmist says, When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for His help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I searched my soul and pondered the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will He never again be kind to me? Is His unfailing love gone forever? Have His promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has He slammed the door on His compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. And I'll stop there. I hope that you'll get your Bible and read on in that chapter. But it's, it's a, such a kind of a heart-wrenching um, psalm that's recorded here of yeah. going through a really difficult time and feeling like God isn't answering our prayer. Yeah, I, I don't know who wrote the psalm. It'd be interesting to know exactly how, what was going on in his life when he wrote the psalm, but clearly he was in that window of time between when a Christian prays and God answers prayer. And so there's that gap of time when the prayer has been prayed, but we don't see an answer to that prayer. And it's easy during that time to lose hope mm. because I prayed and nothing is happening, you know, and, and and clearly the way he spells it out here is very graphic. You know, he yes. said, the, has the Lord rejected me? Will he never be kind to me again? And what a question is his unfailing love gone forever. And, and uh, I, I think that's, it's, I'm glad this is in the Bible because I think every God follower goes here. You pray, you know that God hears your prayer. You believe he hears your prayer. And since you know he hears your prayer, but you don't see things change, then the next assumption then is there's something wrong with me. You know, mm -hmm. God is not going to answer my prayer this time. And, and because we're all sinners, we can all imagine reasons why God is not going to help us this time. Mm. And the, the phrase, has he slammed the door on his compassion? <laughs> Man, that um, is one of the most painful lines in this whole psalm. It, it is. But in the midst of his pain, the thing that turns the corner is he remembered God's faithfulness. This is such a beautiful thought, and, and you see it throughout the Bible. I mean, whether you're talking about, you know, Abraham going through situations that he doesn't understand and waiting for the sun and the sun not coming, you know, or you're talking about Daniel in the lion's den, or you're talking about John the Baptist when he's arrested after he's told everybody that Jesus is the Messiah, or John the Apostle on the island of Patmos. I mean, mm. throughout, throughout the ages, God's people have had to wrestle with situations in their life where it doesn't seem to be resolved, but they, they continue to pray. I, I do think that what we see, as you point out, is there's a pattern of God's people looking back and saying, wait a minute, God did this, God did that. And, you know, frequently we see, especially like right now, we're in the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, and we're going to go into the book of Joshua. Oftentimes Moses and Joshua are just continually reminding, 
reminding the things that God did. And after a while, you're like, well, well, surely they know this by this point. Well, they, Joshua and Moses knew they knew what God had done. He wanted to remind them so that when they got into one of these gaps between when they prayed and when the answer to prayer came and nothing seemed to be happening, they would remember that God had been consistently answering their prayer. In the past. It reminds me of the verse that you shared with us at the 500th episode of God's always kept his promise, promises, oh, every single absolutely. one he's made. And the other one, other thing this reminds me of is that song that you love from Brooklyn where, the, where the, the song, it's supposed to be God speaking to us. How many times, Yeah. how many times do I have to show myself for you to know how much I love you? How, yeah. Over and over again. Yeah, that is so true. You know, I, I this is just a personal thing, but of course you lived it with me, so it wasn't just me, it was both of us. But, you know, when we go back to when the church was relocating, which that was really kind of an eight-year process from when I started looking for land to when we had our first service out there in 1999. Most New Springers, if you've been with us, let's just say five years, have heard me tell the story of the miracle of how God helped us acquire the mm -hmm. land. But it was a long, long road. And yes. there wasn't just single impossibility. There were like impossibilities. And it was also strewn with many disappointments. We oh, didn't my just, it wasn't, it, we didn't just start there. We had been through a lot of other. Oh, there were so many times we just thought, is it ever going to happen? It looks like mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. But I will tell you this. One of the things that carried me through those moments where there were so many impossibilities, I said, God wouldn't have done the miracle to help us get the land if he wasn't going to help us have a church building out here. And it, that would kind of pull me out of the dumps when I would remember that. And I think that's what the psalmist is talking about. And it about reminds here. me also of what you've always talked about, about God's timing, because he's always right on time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he is going to keep his promises. Um, maybe the answers we get aren't exactly what we pictured, but there is answer. And it will come right on time. And yeah. God is always good. He's always good to us. Oh, yeah. And, and our final resolution isn't going to come ultimately until we get to heaven. That's true. It's always going to be a broken world. And <clears throat> yeah. people are going to do sinful things. And, you know, the fact that God has given, I don't know how many people on the planet now, 8 billion people free will, a whole lot yeah. of bad things can happen in that scenario. But God is still at work. And I love yes. how the psalmist, you know, he just goes off the rails here. I mean, I don't love that part, but, but I love how that when he does go off the rails, he has a self-correcting mechanism in his spirit in which he begins to remember all the good things that God has done. And then I love how, and I, I just kind of stopped here before it ended, but I love what he said. Um, I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. And that goes back to our, th our thoughts we choose. Yeah. We choose our thoughts. Yeah. And if we choose to focus our thoughts on how God, how good God has been to us and how many times he has rescued us before, then it will help us to sell through these choppy waters that we're going through. You know, that's a great thought because sometimes, I'm, I don't know, maybe it's just part of my age and everything. I find myself telling all the stories of the great things that God has done at New Spring to all of our young leaders. And mm -hmm. I sort of wonder, oh, maybe they get tired of hearing me tell those things. but. Maybe that's a good thing to to keep doing that mm -hmm. because those things are continually on my mind, you know, because I've lived them, because I've experienced them, and, and I think it's just a great thing to continue to dwell on the good things that God has. And done. if we don't, if we don't fill our thoughts with all the good that God has done to us and how faithful He is, and just remember that and rehearse that in our mind over and over every day, in the absence of that, Satan will come fill that. He will. He yeah. will. He'll fill that.
Okay. Well, I hope that's a good challenge for you today. Um, but as we close, Mark, would you pray for us? Oh, well, Father, first of all, I want to pray for everyone who is where this psalmist was. Um, they prayed, they love you, they believe in you, their confidence is in you. But things are happening in their lives that make them feel like their prayers are not being answered. And because they don't feel like their prayers are being answered, they've begun to question whether or not they're in a close relationship with you. I, I pray first and foremost, Lord, for comfort for those who are going through this moment, that they may feel your peace. Uh, Father, I just pray that we will remember that you're always at work and that your promise of Romans 8:28, in all things you work for good. I pray that we'll feel that today. And then Father, help us to be continually rehearsing in our minds the good things that you have done because we know that thankfulness and gratitude as we saw last week, so precious and important to you. And on top of that, it's good for us. So Lord, let us never get bored remembering your answered prayers in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Well, I hope you'll find joy today as you remember all the good things God has done in your life. And we'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow here on Noah's Window. In the meantime, God bless. Take care. God bless.